Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Somebody believes... Somebody believes. Somebody believes Mike White is a franchise quarterback. <laughs> it is. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We are thrilled to be here, and we have got a lot going on today, including the New York Giants and why this game against the Commanders is important, but maybe not as important as you think. But we start with the New York Jets. Here we go! Go, go! Only one place to start. Jets beat the Bears 31-10. to He didn't need to be anybody but Mike White. We didn't need to turn into the greatest show on turf. Just wanted him to play within himself and play efficient. I thought he did that. Congrats to Mike White for getting this offense going. Just it felt like a complete team win. It was a fantastic win the other day. Mike White doing what he did last year against the Cincinnati Bengals. He ended up the other day against the Bears with 315 yards and three touchdowns. And now the Jets quarterback conundrum that is in place right now is getting everybody's attention. Here's Robert Sala on the current state of the situation. We're operating with exactly what I talked about last week in my press conference. It's a week-to-week deal. The full intent is to get Zach ready to play football again. Uh, I'll make that decision when I'm ready. Um, it's uh, and and while we're going through this process, it's Mike White's opportunity to 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 take advantage of every last play that he gets, and we're, we're going to leave it at that. I'll figure we'll figure it out as as we go. Well, let's be clear. Mike White is going to be the quarterback as long as the Jets are winning, and he's not turning the football over. Yeah, but let's also be clear about this other thing: the Jets play the Minnesota Vikings on the road and the Buffalo Bills on the road in successive weeks. That's a tall ass no matter who the quarterback is. So a part of me feels like that's Rob Sala greasing the skids and preparing all of the Jets fans for when they insert Zach Wilson in the lineup if, in fact, Mike White does struggle in one or both of these games that they got coming up. Well, that's great with with White, but if he does struggle, that's an easier decision to make. When you have so much invested in Zach Wilson as you do – you know that you have not seen the last of him, and I think we're being silly to think otherwise right now. What I, what I do believe is that Mike White ultimately controls this story. How he plays is everything. Zach Wilson isn't going to, quote, be ready to play from Robert Sala's standpoint until Mike White gives the job back. Because otherwise, you're going to have an absolute nightmare of a situation if you decide in three weeks the Jets are still winning, but Mike White is... Not at the very least, making the easy look easy, as Rob Salas said the other day. Yeah. If he's still doing that, Chris, you can't take him out of the game. Well, here's my problem with what Rob Salas said. This whole business of being ready, this is not a readiness issue, Carlin. It's not like Zach Wilson is coming back from an injury. This is an accountability problem. This is a sports character flaw, if you will, from Zach Wilson. And we heard overtures about this with the pre-draft evaluation process and him coming out of BYU. This is a guy that wasn't the captain and he was the second overall pick. This is a guy that had to fight, and only in his last year was he the unquestioned starter on that Cougars team. And so you're starting to see 
a few of those things pop up now with some of the post-game commentary from Zach Wilson, most notably the comments that he had after both Patriots' losses. And so I, I don't know that it's going to go over well in that locker room if Mike White does struggle in one or both of these next two games that the Jets then pivot back to Zach Wilson because I don't know that Zach Wilson is going to learn his lesson and all of a sudden become a player that's more accountable to his teammates in a three-week span. No, I don't think he is either. I I think this is a a situation where he is going to be best served not just getting a slice of humble pie but eating the whole damn thing. Yeah. Because – Otherwise, I don't think the message really gets across exactly. that there's accountability that has to be there. But the problem they're going to run into in a few weeks is who, if White is not playing great, if he all of a sudden, you know, the clock strikes midnight on Cinderella, is how exactly do we handle this going forward? Remember, he had a game last year. He had, he had the big game against Cincinnati. Next week he got hurt. And then later in the season comes back, and had a game with four picks. Yeah. Where was that was, the Colts game? I believe it Colts was. Colts game on a short week. Yes. I remember that. And yep. it was it was just it was horrible. So if you run into that, there's not going to be much of a discussion. I don't know how anybody in that locker room at that point can still point to Mike White and say that's our best chance to win. Well, we've seen something from Mike White that we've never seen from Zach Wilson. We've never seen Zach Wilson have a three touchdown game. We've never seen Zach Wilson have a game where he had a 149.3 passer rating. So those are the things that if you're a player on the defensive side of the ball, you hold on to because even though there might be some mistakes from Mike White, he absolutely gives me a chance to win, a better chance than Zach Wilson has shown throughout a year-and-a-half sample size. So I don't understand why if Zach, if, if Mike White struggles, the organization or the locker room would be in a hurry to move back to Zach Wilson. Now, I do understand why the front office and ownership would want to move back to Zach Wilson because they have so much invested in him and they're tired of being in quarterback purgatory. I mean, you're talking about them investing top five picks in the quarterback position, two of them, in the last five years. I mean, that's the definition of a dysfunctional franchise. So they have been starved in terms of trying to solve the riddle of the quarterback when in reality is they probably drafted the wrong guy a couple of years ago with the second overall pick. Uh, I don't think there's a probably about it. And we can just tell by looking at what Justin Fields has done so far. Yeah. Now, having said all that, there is somebody there is somebody that believes that Mike White is the ultimate answer. And that somebody is Richard Sherman. Here he is on the Richard Sherman Podcast. I'm a production guy. Mike White has production. Will Zach Wilson's still going to come back? For what? When has he shown the kind of game that Mike White just played? And then you hear about how his teammates are talking about him. They talk about his work ethic. You hear about how happy they are for him, how much fun they're having. That's when you know you got a special guy. If we just took everything away and swapped the stories of Zach Wilson and Mike White, it was just Mike White drafted too, and he's playing this well, and his teammates are saying this about him. You'd be like, hey, they made the right pick. They got a franchise guy. But since he was a fifth-round pick, since he's an unheralded guy, you're not talking about, oh, well, they found their franchise quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback. Well, let's remember two things. Number one, Richard Sherman was a fifth-round pick. Mm -hmm. So he probably has a little bit of a soft spot for the guys that do produce later on and ultimately get a chance to be that player. Secondly, when it comes to Mike White, aren't we asking a whole lot for him to go from somebody that the Jets were more than comfortable keeping in a backup role earlier this year, especially at the very beginning of the year when they went with Joe Flacco when Zach Wilson was injured, and now we're going to Mike White, so we're going to call him a franchise quarterback because he has one massive game. How, how can we go from one extreme to the other? Can't he 
there is a, a thing that I think a lot of, pe- a lot of fans forget about, mm. and it's a universal truth. Coaches want to win, and they will give the guy that they think, based on everything they evaluate, uh, has the best opportunity to help them win. They'll put him on the field. Well, here's what I'll also say. This is not going to be just a Rob Sala decision. He's not going to make this call uh, unilaterally. This is going to be Joe Douglas being involved, the front office, and Woody Johnson. And and so we we can't make any mistakes or have any illusions that this is the head coach making the decision about who the best guy is under center because there are so many implications when it comes to who ends up being the starting quarterback for the majority of the games down the stretch. But the one thing I will say is – Mike White has shown me in more instances that he can be a professional quarterback, that he can make winning plays, and he can take care of the football. Zach Wilson has got six turnovers on the season to four passing touchdowns. That ain't exactly what you're looking for from your starting quarterback and a guy that you took with the second overall pick a year and a half ago. I think Mike White gives you a chance to win two or three games, which is all it would take for the Jets to grab one of those wild card positions. And, Carlin, we're talking about a franchise that hadn't been to the postseason since 2010. It's important for Rob Sala and the culture building, the program development, in order to have something to show for all of the messaging that he's been giving his team over the last two years. And a postseason berth would go a long ways to reinforcing what Rob Sala's been preaching. And that, that, to me, feels like a recipe for allowing Mike White to play out the rest of the season because unlike Zach Wilson, he is the guy that sounds like he's accountable to his teammates and to the rest of their locker room. Well, this is why Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson, they can't have any other thoughts than playing the guy that gives them the best chance to win. I don't care what you have invested in in the other guy at this point because of that situation, because this fan base has been waiting as long as they have to get back to the postseason. You have to play for the now and worry about your bigger problems later on. Let Mike White make this a big problem for you. Let Mike White make this a discussion in the offseason. But let that discussion happen in the offseason, not now. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Now, I don't think Mike White is the franchise quarterback. I think they'll look for other options in the offseason. But what you absolutely can do is turn it back to Zach Wilson even if Mike White happens to struggle over the next couple of weeks. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. It's easy to bundle your home and car insurance at Progressive.com. We are just getting started. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80 as well. We want you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. So is it Mike Mike White's job for the rest of the year, no matter what, at this point? We get into that, but on the way next, the most unlikely thing that you would think could happen in the NFL before the season started can happen this week. We'll tell you about it next. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Put the hoodie on. We got to see it. There it is. Does it even fit? There it is. Come on, big fella. You take it to take it up. Look at that. Look at that. Looking like the plus size Eminem from Eight Mile. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I still don't understand why you went with the hoodie under the sport coat. Why why are you wearing a blazer right now? Because number one, you are wearing a, a, a suit from being on Get Up this morning. Yes. I want you to feel comfortable. Well, that so is the attire that's doing a, this for you. Well, you're supposed to wear a suit on Get Up, but everybody that listens to the show understands that. I don't think that they're expecting you to have to come in with a sport coat on just because I have a suit. It's You're just, doing radio. It's, we are still in the team building stages, are yeah. we not? Yeah, we of are. Of our show, yeah. Canty and Carlin, every day, 3 to 7 on ESPN Radio. But here, here's the thing. I don't have to be the easy target for you and Nuno, uh, Nuno and Nuna. Nuno <laughs> and Bubba. Wow. Wow. So all disrespectful, Nuno. Because I, all I'm trying to do is look just a little bit cool if that was possible. If I had a hoodie with a jacket. Jay Will always wears a hoodie with a jacket. I obviously You ain't cannot, Jay Will. I know that. But I see other guys who do it. I'm just you see other you see other three hundred plus pound guys do it? Probably <laughs> <Wow>. not. <sighs> See, this look, look, I said eight mile. He might be 80 mile. Yeah, let's wow. add a zero on wow. that. Well, that's Answering harsh. the question, what would happen if Eminem let himself go? <laughs> I guess we figured it out. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But, you know, do I need to hear it from all of you guys at once? I just don't understand why, the, like, why we, you're in a hurry Nuno to put on a sport coat. It makes no get, sense to me. Nuno couldn't wait for us to get to break. So we could say, what's going on with the well, Hold on. First of all, I look up and I see, I thought you had the, your collar popped and I'm like, and it just threw me off. I'm not like, that guy. like, what do we, I mean, you were that close. So it's just kind of, hey, are you wearing a hoodie? If you are, like, at least fix it. Like, if you're, if you're going to try to fool people, at least try to look presentable. 
Yeah. I'm not trying to fool anybody, man. I'm not trying to fool anybody. I've, uh, the other one I've gotten a lot lately, Andrew Whitworth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are going with the Whitworth look. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw but it. I don't know, though. It feels like more of a Richard Jefferson wardrobe fail kind of situation that you got going on right but now. I, I'm it's not, not like I'm having. I'm not button, open button down yeah, to my navel. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, Richard Jefferson sometimes goes with the hoodie and sport coat look, but he let that go about a year ago. I feel like it's time for you to. To let this look this go. Is a, this literally is literally the is first not, time I have ever done it, this and it's is already not, this, time this, to let it go. It, it, well, you should have never done it. So what you have, <laughs> what you have established here is that clearly when I get to a semi-trend, that is when that trend Don't is try to be dead. trendy. You're 300 pounds. Just embrace Why can't being a big guy. Be trendy? Well, I mean, Why do I have to buy shirts that have a banded bottom? Just you're, you're the I'm bald the... and the beautiful. And listen, you talk about this all the time. Bald guys with beards, it's your time now. This is your season. Is. Brian Dayball, Joe Douglas, this is your time. Uh, you know, I saw Embrace a, that. I saw Joe Douglas probably about 10 days ago yeah. at, uh, at a Rutgers game. He was mm-hmm. there scouting. And we just kind of looked at each other, and there was a knowing, mm. Yeah. yeah, it's our time. Real, real recognize, real? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's Canty and Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, it's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free. So you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. So... Canty, I have come up with the six biggest games this weekend, and we just ranked them for a little green list to get your reaction. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The green list. So let's get number right to six it. Titans at Eagles. Listen, in terms of the overall picture, for these two teams, would I call this an incredibly important game? No, it's a crossover game. But what I would say is that these are two very good teams. It's an excellent game. But Canty, the thing that I'm most interested about this game, this is what the Eagles' biggest weakness is about. Mm. Stopping the run. Can they handle the Tennessee running game? And if so, is that a very positive development for things to come, or um, we all know how good Derrick Henry is and how good the Titans are at running the ball, even when the opposition knows they're going to run the ball. If this is a disastrous outcome for the Eagles defensively, what does that do to them? Well, I think that provides a blueprint for the rest of the teams in the NFC on how you beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And we got to keep this in mind. The Eagles still have a date with the Dallas Cowboys remaining on their schedule. That's Christmas Eve in Dallas. And then they've got two games against the New York Giants. And those are teams that run the football, Carlin. Not to mention what we can expect from the playoff contenders that are out there. You know the San Francisco 49ers are going to run the football. So I think for the Eagles, it's a consequential game because they've got to prove that they can stop the run. Now, I know Jordan Davis eventually coming back should help that. Mm-hmm. But Linville Dose, Joseph and Dominican Sue haven't solved the ails of the run defense for the Philadelphia Eagles. So this is a problem. If King Henry goes crazy... You know he's going to get a heavy dose based on what happened last week. If he goes crazy in this game, this is going to have to be something that the Eagles deal with for the rest of the season and on into the tournament. And Davis, if I'm not mistaken, is eligible to come back this week. I don't know that it's going to definitively happen, yeah. though. All right. Let's get to the Number next. five. Chiefs at Bengals. So, 
If you think about the last two years, this has been an extremely intriguing matchup. The Bengals have beaten them the last couple times. Yeah. And they beat them in Week 17 in Cincinnati last year Mm -hmm. to clinch the division. And then they beat them, of course, in Kansas City uh, in the playoffs. So, Kenty, to me, this is an interesting game. It's much more important to me for the Bengals than it is for the Chiefs. But if the Bengals win this game... Do the Chiefs start to develop something in their heads about not being able to beat Cincinnati? Well, there could be a thing there. I mean, yeah. confidence comes from demonstrated performance, and if you demonstrated that you can't beat a team, then you're not going to have confidence. So I can understand where you're coming from, but I will say this is an important game for KC, too, just because they're trying to hang on to having home field advantage throughout, and they've hosted the conference championship game each of the past four years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, having that home field advantage – plays a huge role in terms of you having the ability to get to the Super Bowl. And if you have the number one overall seed, Carlin, that's one less step, one less game that you have to play to get there. Uh, Agreed. The one thing I would say is I have all the confidence in the world that even if they weren't the number one overall seed, that even if they had to play an AFC championship game on the road, that the Chiefs could win that game. Well, Carlin, what did I say about confidence? It comes from demonstrated performance. Mm -hmm. When did the Kansas City Chiefs played on the road in the playoffs? I understand. Okay. I understand. All right. But okay. They have the best player in the game. They do. They do. Number four, Bills at Patriots. Look, it's two things here. Number one, it's the Bills getting on a little bit of a roll again. Mm. It, it's. I think they got a little bit of confidence the other day. Yes, it was The Browns Lions. and the Lions will do that for you. Yes, they will. <laughs> yes, they will. Uh, but I do think it's important for the Bills to, to keep, keep on that roll right now. The Patriots are just trying to keep up. Yeah. Like the Patriots are trying to keep their season, I don't want to say alive, but very much in the mix here. We are surprised that uh, up until this point, the two best divisions in football have been the NFC East and the AFC East. If there's a team that's going to fall off down the stretch here, I think it's the New England Patriots. I see your New England Patriots point, and if you look at the schedules and compare them to what, they, what the Cincinnati Bengals have, what the New York Jets have and what the L.A. Chargers have, you can make a case on why the Patriots would be on the outside looking in. But, Carlin, this boils down to December football against a divisional opponent at home. This is a must-win game for the Patriots. Four of their remaining six opponents would be in the playoffs if they started today. Mm -hmm. They play good teams down the stretch. They got to have this game. Now, we know that they won last year in that crazy game in Buffalo with the wind going nuts. This is going to be a different situation. Can their defense stop, get enough stops against this Bills offense to allow the Patriots offense to hang in there? I don't know that that'll be the case, but if, for whatever reason, the Patriots are able to make this a fourth-quarter game, it would be because the defense generated turnovers. Buffalo Bills, worst team in the NFL in turnovers. They got 19 on the season, 13 of those by Josh Allen. Six of them happened in the red zone. It just feels like with the Patriots, as long as they're – in it, it's going to be hanging on by a thread. Yeah. And that's why it, it makes it, as you said, a must-win game for them. Number three, Jets at Vikings. It's all about the Mike White situation. <laughs> okay? You say, and I agree, that Minnesota is a very tough place to go play. And considering what they have done this year, that's 100% true. They also are a bad pass defense. Yes. This is a game where Mike White should be able to keep it rolling. If the Jets just continue to ask him to do 
what he what they need him to do, mm-hmm. and if he stays in his lane. Stay in your lane, Mike White, because this right now is your job to lose for the foreseeable future. You keep winning, nobody can come after you. That's all there is to it. No doubt about it. The only thing that concerns me about this matchup for the Jets on offense is that this Vikings team is very good at taking the ball away. They're fifth in turnovers this season, Carlin, and in nine of their 11 games, they've generated takeaways. So that would be the curious part of this to watch. Can Mike White avoid the big mistake? If he can, then it could be a big day for Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. Now, Canty, think about this for a second. If we had said before the beginning of the year that the Minnesota Vikings could clinch the NFC North in week 13. Huh? Exactly. We would have all scoffed, laughed, would have never taken that bet. Yeah. And yet, with a Vikings win and a Lions loss this week, the division wrapped up. How about that? Uh, that's nice to put a bow on the NFC North with, mm. what, five games to go? That's not too that's, shabby. That's saying something. Number two. Commanders at Giants. You know, Chris, I got this note from Jordan Ronan this morning. Saquon Barkley's rush yards over expectation from ESPN's uh, stats. No, I'm sorry, NFL Next Gen stats. All right. Yards over expectation per carry over the first seven weeks was a plus 1.7. Wow. In other words, he's delivering almost two more yards than you would have expected. Last four games, minus .7. Now, Giants have had major problems with the offensive line. Maybe they get all three guys who have been banged up back this week. That's possible. But you can't look at this game with the Giants. Again, kind of a, it kind of feels like it's starting to fall apart a little bit on them. And Saquon Barkley is the biggest reason uh, or the biggest answer they have to their problems. It's just... How much of this falloff has been the work usage for Barkley, who has played 82% of the snaps more than any other running back in the league, and how much has been the offensive line? Can he get back to being as productive as he was earlier? Well, here's here's the reality of it. I, I guess it's a combination of both of those factors with the offensive line being banged up in the wear and tear on Saquon. But if he can't go out there and be Saquon, they have no shot against the commanders. Commanders are one of the hottest teams in all of football. Mm-hmm. They've won six of their last seven games. Now, their front is a little bit tough when it comes to playing against the run. Their, their defense is pretty stout in terms of their front seven. But this defense has also given up the most receiving touchdowns to running backs of any defense in the National Football League. So mm-hmm. it's about touches for Saquon Barkley, not just in the run game, but also in the passing game. If you look at the three of the last four games, Carlin, which happen to be three losses – in their last four games, Saquon Barkley has been held under 60 yards rushing and 18 touches in those three losses. Mm. It's not it, enough. It's not enough. So you've got to feed Saquon Barkley, even if he can't be as dynamic as he was early in the season because of the toll, uh, the punishment that he's taken this year, you still got to give him the ball because he is your most explosive weapon. Number one, Dolphins at 49ers. Tua, 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 Tua. The Tua non. Yes. Two yes, this is your week, people. This is your week, to and on. Get all your conspiracy theories out there right now for the people who are so anti-Tua, such as Chris and I have been characterized, and understandably so. 
This is the week. You want to convince us, go ahead and show it against a really good team. The next three weeks, frankly, with San Francisco, uh, the Chargers, and then Buffalo, I believe, on the road. That Let's is see it. correct. Let's see it these next three weeks. And, Chris, if Tua can do damage against the San Francisco 49ers, dopes like me are going to have to shut up. Because as much as we don't want to evaluate him on a game-to-game basis, this is the best defense in the league, period. And let's see what Tua is all about, or if, in fact, he's still capable of getting pushed around, getting rattled, and turning the football over. Well, we know that he's going to get pushed around, he's going to get hit. Because Mm. the 49ers defense, that's what they do. And as a matter of fact, this is a defense that hasn't allowed a point in the last 94 minutes of gameplay. It's also a defense that hadn't allowed a second half point, Carlin, since week seven against the Kansas City Chiefs. So this is one of the very best defenses, if not the best defense in the NFL. They're number one in total yards allowed. They're number one in points allowed. So we'll find out about Tua in this game. Going on the road in December to the Bay Area, I I don't know. With what we're seeing from the 49ers the last couple of games, this is going to be a tough, tough outing for Tua. Let me ask this question. What's up? Is this a possible, possible foreshadowing of the Super Bowl? It could be. It could be. Me? It could be. Well, the reason I say it could be is because I think the Miami Dolphins have a legitimate chance at winning their division. They do. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so that that matters in terms of playoff seeding and having that first game on wild card weekend being at home. And the Miami Dolphins, as crazy as it sounds, Colin, are in the conversation for the team that could have the number one overall seed. They're, mm-hmm. they're only a game behind the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll have to wait and see how it all unfolds. But based on how Tua is playing, if he can sustain that level against better opposition – then, yeah, the Miami Dolphins are going to have something to say about how the AFC playoff field shakes out. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We got an issue with Canty that we're going to have to address here soon. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Are you looking for a career you'll love with flexibility Great pay and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces. Come join their growing team. Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. So this morning, you're on Get Up. Yeah. And 
Tim Hasselbeck has his list. He's going to join us next hour. Mm-hmm. His list of the top five quarterbacks in the NFC that you would trust right now to win a playoff game. And they got to number one. Who was his number one? His number one was Tom Brady. Right. Okay. You and I have been talking for the last week about the most trustworthy quarterback in the NFC, and then I hear this is your answer. I'm taking Jimmy Garoppolo. No shade to the GOAT Tom Brady, but wow. good players can't overcome really? bad coaching. I don't see Jimmy it. Garoppolo has more playoff wins than Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith combined. Mm-hmm. And they happened in his last two playoff <laughs> runs. More playoff I tr- interceptions, too. Well, you can say that, but he's got 16 touchdowns to four interceptions this year. He's top 10 in completion percentage. But most importantly, he's got Kyle Shanahan as a play caller, and he's got the number one defense in yards and points supporting him. And the most important reason, I picked the San Francisco 49ers to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So, so there's no trying, reason to come off of that pick now. Jimmy consistent. Garoppolo, go out there and win a playoff game. Here's my question. Mm. How do you look at yourself in the mirror? You've been talking about Jalen Hurts being the most trustworthy quarterback <laughs> in the <laughs> NFC for a week and a half. I've heard it every single day on Canty and Carlin weekdays, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Heard it every day. What happened? Listen, I love Jalen Hurts, but we haven't seen him win a playoff game. Right, right now true. he's lost the only playoff appearance that he had. Now, I think he's a different quarterback this year in comparison to the one that we saw in Tampa in the second season last year. But I got a lot of confidence in Jimmy G because I've seen him do it, Carlin. Think about it, the 2019 playoff run, last year's playoff run. You're talking about them being conference championship or better. Uh, okay, but how much can I give him credit on last year's playoff run with what happened in Green Bay? They didn't win the game because of Jimmy G. They won the game because of special teams or because Aaron Rodgers was terrible. Well, okay, but he did enough to put his team in position to win the game, and he avoided the costly mistakes, and that's a big part of how you find a way to win playoff games. And so I think that Jimmy G's experience under these circumstances matter when we start talking about the NFC playoff field this year. So if you're asking me to take one quarterback, one, I'm taking Jimmy G. And it's not because I think Jimmy G is a better player than Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's a better player than Tom Brady. I don't think he's a better player than than Dak Prescott. But I do think that what they asked Jimmy G to do allows him to star in his role. The heavy lifting is done by the skill position players from the 49ers. They're fourth in yards after catch. They've got a run game with Christian McCaffrey in that offensive line. That's what the San Francisco 49ers are predicated predicated on. They're top 10 in rush attempts, Carlin. So, I mean, it's all about the others making the offense go, and Jimmy Garoppolo is the de facto point guard for Kyle Shanahan's offense. I will say this about Jimmy G. In this game against the Dolphins, he's not getting much of the attention at all, no. and nor should he because we all are infatuated with what Tua has become this year, and – trying to prove whether or not he's the real deal. Here's the thing, Carlin. I think Jimmy G has an opportunity to have a much better day than Tua does. Oh, I agree with that. Much better day. Much better day. I think he is absolutely set up for success. And the other part about our Dolphins discussion about this being a preview of the Super Bowl, the Dolphins defense is not a Super Bowl defense. Mm, No. It is not a Super Bowl defense at all. And this is where I'm having the biggest trouble – Buying into them winning the division. I, I believe that you – tell me if I'm reading you wrong here. You believe, think the Dolphins are going to win the division because you believe in the Dolphins' offense more than you believe in the Buffalo Bills' offense. Because I know 
you don't believe in either team's defense. I know that. <sighs> that is that is a tough, tough question to answer. But, yeah, I would say I believe in the Miami Dolphins offense more than I do the Bills offense to this point, and that's because the quarterback makes sound decisions more consistently. Josh Allen got too many red zone turnovers, man. Six red zone turnovers, Colin. Mm. 13 turnovers on the season. That ain't it, man. And when you play against better teams, that's going to cost you, especially in the playoffs. So, yeah, I would give the edge to what I've seen from Tua over what I've seen of late from Josh Allen. The other thing I will say is this. That Miami Dolphins defense, even though it's been bad all season long, the last couple of games, they've held opponents to 32 points combined. And neither opponent has had over 300 yards of total offense. Now, we are talking about the Bears. and I mean, we are talking about the Browns and the Texans. But still, I think that's worth noting. Could this be a turning point for that Dolphins defense getting Bradley Chubb acclimated to things and using a few different schemes because you have more pressure up front? I I think that's something that's worth watching as we go through the stretch. Mm. But if their defense is more of what we saw – the majority of the season, as opposed to what we've seen the last two games, then the Dolphins have no shot at making a deep playoff run, no matter how good their offense is. I, it, listen, I don't expect them to make a deep playoff run. I'm, I go back to something that you said, and that is, uh, and it's pretty consistent when we see, when we think about it, the quarterbacks making their first playoff start usually do not fare well. No. And last year they were one and four. With yeah. the guy making his first playoff start and getting a win was Joe Burrow. Yeah. That was and it. That ended up being a, a Super Bowl team. Yeah, the other quarterback struggled mightily. Mm-hmm. Mightily. I don't know that I'm going to assign that much confidence in the Miami Dolphins yet because, as we said, confidence comes from having done it before. Yeah. Josh Allen and the Bills offensively have done it before. I, I know they didn't win in Kansas City. They can't beat those Chiefs, though, can they? But but we know why. They can't beat those Chiefs. We we know why they didn't win in Kansas City, and it was not because their offense couldn't get it done. Okay, what about about the conference championship game two years ago? Mm -hmm. That was because their offense couldn't get it done. Correct. Their offense was awful. Correct. (laughs) It was terrible that day. Again, something I cannot deny. Did you notice that I do this a lot? Mm. You do. What is that? I don't know. I just take it as you agreeing with me. Yeah, you, Nuno. That's kind of like your version of the head nod. It's like, mm, I agree. <laughs> I'm glad you called yourself out for that. Cause yeah, Hembo does it too. Yes, yes. Hembo it, does it all the time, and so do you. Bubba and I have con- uh, commented on it in the control room today of how many times you've done that. Yeah, and you know what it is? It's not just an acknowledgement. It's an arrogant acknowledgement. Isn't there a, a, a tinge of arrogance to it when you do it? Like, hey. When you go like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm, I guess. Sure. Do you do that to your wife? That's a great question. I don't think Cheryl would go for that. No. Yeah. She probably wouldn't. No, I'm pretty quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I said no. I'm pretty quiet. Yeah. Because if you do that to your wife, that's just asking for trouble. Yeah. Because there is that tinge of arrogance to it. Boy, I get smacked upside the head. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.